Hey everybody and welcome to the second episode of the JLG Grey's Anatomy podcast. My name is Jesse, and I'm very excited that you've tuned in for a second episode. Um, as it has been a little bit, I meant to get one out for Grey's Anatomy sooner, but I got a little sidetracked. Um, I have set a schedule for, um, I'm doing four podcasts, which is the pre- uh, which is the reason that I've had a little trouble with getting this Grey's Anatomy podcast out is because I've had scheduling conflicts and so I made out a schedule and... Um, after every new episode of Grey's Anatomy, you can expect um, a new podcast to come out on either that Friday or Saturday. And then, um, po- okay, what I'm thinking about is if I can get enough listener feedback, what I want to do is split it up into two shows. So for the first few weeks, it'll probably be only on Friday or Saturday, which might actually push it towards um, more towards Tuesday. But um, if I can get enough listener feedback, what I want to do is I'm going to do a review show the first podcast um, which would be the Friday or Saturday. And then the t- following Tuesday, I'd like to do a listener feedback, um, listener audience interaction. I want you guys to send in, like, your comments, audio comments, and I want to be able to play them all in one episode, which would be perfect. So that is, um, that's your jobs. But, um, for now, we're going to say that the new episodes will probably be out by Saturday, Sunday, um, um, after a new episode, and I will let you know if there are going to be episodes in between, which more li- more than likely throughout the beginning there are going to be episodes in between, um, such as this week where I'm covering an episode that I just think is really pivotal in the moments of Grey's Anatomy, and also there will be times when it will be updates based on um, like character analyses and different just whatever I can think of and I'll try to have as many as I can but like and try to keep it going through the summer but it's really going to depend on my listener interaction that I get back um which is your cue (laughs) okay so today um I know that Grey's Anatomy just went on their long hiatus um before March sweeps March sweeps except for it's May May sweeps um and so I chose um, an episode from season two that I just loved. It's one of my favorite. It has probably one of my all-time favorite scenes. Sorry, I gotta adjust my mic. Okay. Um, it probably has one of my all-time favorite scenes in all of Grey's Anatomy. Sorry if that just got louder and you have to adjust your volume. Um, I chose the episode, which I believe... Ooh, sorry, that was a little too close. Um, I chose the episode, um, called Make Me Lose Control, which is, um... Which is, I believe... Um, is it the third episode, maybe? I think it could be the third episode of season two. I think it's the third episode. Anyways, um, we're going to go back and go ahead and start talking about it. I'm going to tell you that this is one of my all-time favorite episodes, so hopefully this podcast won't go too long. Um, so the last scene before the intro is probably one of my all-time favorites of the entire series. Um, we This is when Ellis first comes in to the hospital and um, she's being wheeled in and she's screaming and then she sees Meredith and she just yells at Meredith because, you know, she's very confused and everything is changing and with her Alzheimer's it's just really affecting her. And um, I think something that I, I don't know why it is I love that scene because Meredith is one of my favorite characters so I don't know why I'd like to see her suffer. But at the same time, this is a scene that really gives us insight to what exactly Meredith faced as a child because from what we can tell, she... Um, up to this point, Ellis has been the sweet woman who's just so lost, and you don't get to see who re- she really was at any point in her life. You get a sense of, you know, she was she was sweet. Maybe she was a workaholic, but she seems kind of sweet, because every scene that we've seen, she has been that way. But at this point, we are starting to see that, you know, Ellis wasn't such a great person. Like, 
She was a great doctor, but that doesn't always make you a great mother or a great person in general. She was a wonderful surgeon. There's no question there. But this really changes how I looked at Meredith and what she takes and what exactly how much of a stretch it is for her to help her mother in so many ways and to deal with her. Um, Kate Burton, who plays Ellis Gray, is by far one of the most amazing actresses ever. She just portrays Ellis so beautifully, and um, she's just fabulous, and I, I can't get over how wonderful she is. And I just like it when they try to um, touch her. Like, the way she pulls her hands away is just so, like, it's so character-driven, and I just love it. <laughs> if you can't tell, that's definitely one of my all-time favorite scenes. Um, and then, of course, the scene after the intro is also hilarious. Um you know, everything just got super serious. Um, and as per Grey's Anatomy, you must have a funny scene or a scene that has a little irony or um, a little bit of a comedic sense. And so we have Izzy saying, you don't have to go through this alone. You know, this isn't something you have to do alone. And she just repeats it and repeats it. And everyone's trying to help Meredith. Meredith is in the locker room for the interns. And, um, and then we hear, of course, it's Christina who has such a hard time relating to people and I love her because she just can't relate on an emotional level that most people can and she says you know my grandmother died with Alzheimer's and everyone just stares at her like why would you say that that's so insensitive and terrible but it shows how Christina is unable to be normally sensitive that is her being sensitive and everyone's like why would you say that and she's like i was just trying to help and she truly was she just doesn't know how to she you know bedside manner is absent when it comes to christina and then we have george hugging bailey because he thought bailey was gonna let um him be a friend to meredith but in the end he meant she bailey told him to go be with dr gray but he meant ellis gray because ellis gray is gonna need an intern as she's in the hospital and um, so it was pretty, like, you know, he goes the wrong way, and just T.R. Knight is an amazing actor, and I love him, too. Um, so then, uh, I have a couple, that's, this is the reason that I chose this episode to talk to everyone about, is just because those scenes are just so pivotal, and they're my favorite, and I, that's it, that's it, <laughs> I, that's all, that's all. Anyway, so, um, I have a couple of, mm, uh, summaries here, and I'm gonna look over them, and we can talk a little bit about things. Um, oh yes, and then another important thing happens is well, first of all, they go jogging. Christina and um, this person spelled Christina wrong. Okay, anyway, we have Christina and Meredith jogging, and it's supposed to make them feel better, and um, it doesn't, uh, which is you know, it makes Christina feel worse. And um, funny enough, when they're laying there, I like it when. You know, they're like, maybe we should cry. It'll just help us to feel better, you know. Crying, it'll help us to move on. And then they're sitting there, and then Christina goes, do you want us to, are we supposed to cry now? (laughs) And and they're like, no. I just, I think they're hilarious together. They're great friends, and I think there's a great dynamic to be discovered in there that's that's pretty new to the television. Like, you don't get to see that on TV, which I love. Um... Then, Christina has problems with her pregnancy, which is also a huge step in the story, and I love it. Um, I love that, you know, I also love that they weren't afraid for Christina to immediately run to the thought of abortion, and it wasn't, like, there was a little bit of, you know, you can, this isn't the answer, you know, you can do something else, because I'm not really all for abortion at all, um, maybe in specific medical cases, but, 
Um, I just like that they don't feel like they have to follow any society views or whatever. And I just really, that was a good point. Anyway, she loses her baby due to complica- complications with her, um, she was, what is it called? She had an out, she had a floping tube burst. I can't remember what it's called. Um, um, I don't know. I forget what it's called. It's, I can't remember. Anyway, less important. Um, this is a very important moment because it is the moment that, um, this is the moment that's going to bring Christina and Burke to have a true relationship because they had been ignoring each other. Well, one, because Preston wants to be chief and he wants to be a workaholic, or he is a workaholic, as is Christina. But Christina's just, um, she's so different from Burke, too, that um, it's very hard for her to comply with what he needs as to what she wants to give and what she thinks a relationship is, oops, sorry, what a relationship is um, consisting of. And so this is the moment that I feel that their relationship becomes a true relationship and not just um not just a fling, not just um not just, you know, dating. It becomes something um substantial. And um I also let's see, what else was important in this episode? When Ellis Gray sees George and believes that he's Thatcher, her husband, um, because she's reliving a different part of her life which I believe is her residency or her interns. I don't even know. Um, but I don't even know what the difference is. That's fine. Uh, let's see. Uh, and George is having a really hard time dealing with it. And I think part of the problem is, is when, like, Dr. Weber says, you know what, you look like, you do look a little like Thatcher. Like, sometimes it's hard because he doesn't want to be seen as her father or someone who looks like her father or reminds her of her father because that's not a positive relationship from what he can kind of tell like he's not in her life and um from what ellis is giving us insight to he wasn't um a part of her life after a certain point and um george doesn't want to be seen in that light because he likes meredith and he doesn't want to be seen as um toxic to her kind of and so that's a very important revelation and he does cope with it very well and let's see alex and izzy becomes friend become friends and no one likes it and they can't figure out why she's doing it no one knows what's going on and um let's see we also have i feel like derek and addison aren't very important in this episode there's just so much going on um let's see and let's see we have a very important we have Alex and Meredith, and they do confide in each other, but we do kind of realize, you know, they are so similar in so many ways, but I don't think we necessarily see it, and I would say that they're similar in a few ways, because um, there's something about their friendship, like, they can't share it with everybody else. She can't even share some, Meredith can't even share some of this with Christina, but, you know, with Alex, it's different, and I think she can relate to him on a level that she can't relate to anyone else with, because they both seem to have, um, somewhat troubled childhoods, as, um, we find out that Alex has suffered because his father abused his mother, and, um, eventually he did hurt his father, but Alex seems to, he seems to understand where she's coming from, and I'm not quite, that's not a full, fully developed thought on my part, so I'm sorry if it's a little open-ended, um, and let's like here we go Alex and Meredith talk to each other because um because Meredith 
needs someone to talk to about how she's not fine. And she needs, because her mother has been, um, they found, oh, did they find a tumor on her liver? On her liver? Yes. Because liver cancer kills you quick. Meredith is kind of wondering, you know, do, is there a, sorry, I'm a little confused. Meredith is kind of wondering about, you know, she thinks that maybe it would be best if her mother had liver cancer because if her mother didn't have to suffer the way she is with Alzheimer's and it's not even like, I think it's somewhat of a selfish move on Meredith's part, but at the same time, I think she's thinking of her mother too. Like her mother is an extremely intelligent woman. And when she does have lucid days, I can imagine that it's hard for Alice too, because she knows how great she was and she knows who she was in the past and just like what she was capable of. And now she can't even do that because her days are limited, um, with lucid and, um, with lucidness anyway. And so she kind of wonders if, you know, she could, if her mom could go some way, if it could be faster and be less painful for all those that are um, directly and indirectly affected. And although it sounds like a bad thing, at the same time, you can totally see where Meredith is coming from and you can see that she wants, she kind of wants her mother to no longer have to suffer and she doesn't want to have to suffer any longer. And um, Alex seems to understand that. And I can see where if she told other people, like, you know, she told Izzy, Izzy definitely wouldn't get it. And neither would George, I don't think. Um, Christina, I could, I feel like Christina is not sensitive enough to these facts. And I feel like Alex has kind of got that mix that Meredith needs, where he gives her some tough love, but at the same time, he totally sees where he's coming from, she's coming from, and he doesn't want to diss her. Like, he knows what she, he knows she's going through something rough and that she has to choose, just like he chose to beat up his father. Um, and he knows it may not have been the best choice, but... In the end, that's what he had to do. And that doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry. Um, I'll try to be less obnoxiously strange. Then we have... Yes, I really don't think... Um, let's see. Derek and Meredith... Don't really... Oh, no. Okay, so... Izzy is assigned to uh, the Dr. Shepherds. And she at first she's like, The Dr. Shepherds, both of them together. Can't stand each other. Same room, you know. I don't really want to. And um, anyway, she's assigned to them, and there's this baby who's too far gone, who's obviously a metaphor for um, Addison, how Addison would be too far gone for to be saved, to save this, like, it's like their relationship. And the relationship is too far gone to save at first, according to um, Derek. But as the episode goes on, like, he sees that Addison, he's starting to see Addison back as to not completely who she was to him before he she cheated on him but at the same time he's seen some of those great qualities that he did remember that he loved and um so he sees that the baby's getting stronger and he's going to um if she keeps getting stronger he'll operate which is something that she views as kind of a a door is open a crack their relationship door is not closed it's not open but it's not closed so she still has a chance and um since she has a fighting chance you know, she's going to tell him that she um, she loves him and she wants to get back together with him, which is great because so far she's been pretty, she keeps out of things and um, I think this is a really important moment for her because she's starting to get back into the swing of things with Derek and she knows what she wants. She's not going to be passive about it. And she's, I mean, at first she wasn't exactly passive, but she wasn't like trying to get him back until 
she waited and she gave him time. Maybe she didn't give him enough time, but you don't want to give him too much either. And then, um, so Addison kisses him, and then, um, later on we come to the scene where Meredith is crying, which is good. She's crying for the first time, and she's sitting on a bench. She's very upset, and, um, she doesn't want Derek to touch her, but then she basically tells him, you know, she misses him, and it's hurting her to be, like, she's so tired, but she's tired, her mother makes her tired, this thing with Christina makes her tired, but most of all, it's, you know, hating him, trying to hate him because of what he did to her is so hard for her, and she just can't seem to, you know, she loves him, and she can't really get over and try to hate him, it's too hard for her, and then she kisses him, it's not quite the kiss that Addison gave him, I was noticing, like, um, her kiss is kind of more, like, kind of more friendly. The kiss that Edison gave him was kind of more to remind him of what they were. And I think it does a good job with the way that it's very much more, it's filled with a little more passion. It's not really super passionate, but it's much more passion than, um, Meredith gives him. I feel like that was like an everyday, we're dating everyday kiss. And, um, I think it was much different and, it's different according to the characters, which I am very appreciative of. Um, okay. So, Alex and Izzy's relationship is beginning in this episode as well. Um, uh, that relationship frustrates me throughout the series a little bit, just because it's such an unresolved relationship, like, and they're so bad at communicating, the two of them, and it frustrates me. They, like, have one-line communications, but they can't seem to get their acts together enough to communicate it fully, and that bothers me. <laughs> but, you know, maybe that's just, that, maybe that's the part that, that Shonda Rhimes wants you to feel. I don't even know. Um, okay, so that's pretty much my absolute favorite episode, which maybe isn't my absolute favorite, but it's one of my favorites. So if you guys have favorite episodes or moments, I want you to send in your feedback and comments, and also your feedback and comments on this episode. Um... I haven't figured out what I'm going to do for next week. I think I might do the most recent episode of Grey's Anatomy, the one with Hector Elizondo as Callie's father, and we'll go ahead and go over that one. Um, and, yes, so that's pretty much that. Um, so I'm going to give you, these are more general announcements now. Uh, I encourage you go to go to tvguide.com and check out my blog um, if you're interested in TV in general. I have a blog called The Old, The New, and the, in, the, Old, the, New, and the In-Between, and it's um, under the username of JLG Box Set Queen, because I own a ton, <laughs> so I am the queen of box set, obviously. Anyway, um, so check out my blog there. Um, I've been doing it for about a week. I think it's a lot of fun, and you guys can sign up too. It's a lot of fun. And join in the conversations about Grey's Anatomy. I think those are very fascinating. Um, also, the new episodes don't come out for a while. But if you haven't heard, um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who played Denny, is going to be back. But not for an episode per se. He's back for the clip the clip recap episodes. He's going to be hosting those. Um, I don't know if, you, if you've been a fan for a while. You'll remember in Season 2 there was a couple of clip episodes, um, which are kind of fun. I believe this one runs eight, April 12th. I don't even know if that's a Thursday, though. So, um, check your techtvguide.com. Find out when that's on. Um, yes, definitely check out tvguide.com. Uh, and then also, I have four other podcasts. Um, no, just kidding. I have three other podcasts. The JLG My Voice podcast, which, um, has been going on. We're on our sixth, fifth, I don't know. We're on a fifth or sixth episode. 
um, the JLG Numbers podcast and the JLG Wonderful Women of Television podcast, which um, I will let you know when, but we are currently focusing on Lauren Graham, and eventually we will be focusing on pretty much all the ladies of Grey's. Um, I believe Kate Walsh will be after Lauren Graham, so in about two weeks we'll be focusing on Kate Walsh, and if you want to send in some... um, information about Kate Walsh that you have, interesting trivia, interesting news about the upcoming any upcoming projects or upcoming news in general. Um or if you have any like any insight on our character of Addison, um that would be good too. Or I haven't picked out the movies yet. I think I haven't decided. We'll be going over a few movies that she's been in and um so that's pretty much Kate Walsh will be coming up before any of the other Grey's ladies, but I'll let you know when that happens. And so you can tune into those. Also, I need you to send in your feedback. It is crucial to make this podcast good. My podcast will suck if you don't send in your feedback. Um, Because I want this to be totally listener interactive and it just to be fun. And then maybe eventually we'll get around to doing some live episodes and um, if we can get a good enough following. And also maybe then expand our Grey's Anatomy podcast into two two episodes per week, a review episode, and then... um, a listener interactive episode. So, I am going to give you a couple things that you can do to send in your feedback. You can send me an audio if you go to the blog, or you can leave a comment on the blog, which is jlg-grayzanatomy.blogspot.com. And um, in the upper right-hand corner is the leave me an audio button, and then you have the le- the comment button under... Um, What's it under? Under the actual blog entries, which contain these episodes. So go ahead and leave your comments there. That would be really great. Uh, let's see. I believe on that, on the website, is my email address, which is jlgpodcasting at gmail.com. You can send me audio commentary that way, or you can send me just an email telling me what you think, or if you have any questions. Uh, by the way, if you do have questions about the podcast, about the show, or any upcoming events that you may know of, go ahead and send in your questions. And um, I definitely, I am a bit of a TV junkie, so I do know quite a bit about what's going on in the pop culture realm. Otherwise, I will do my best to look up the answer for you. Okay, so that, go ahead and email me questions, too. And um, if you have favorite episodes, I'd love to hear what your favorite episodes are and why. Also, your favorite character and why, of course, because I need some reasoning. Um, And then anything else that you can think of, any upcoming news. Um, the only thing I would ask you not to send me is, like, the cast list for, um, the spinoff of Grey's Anatomy. Because I feel like if you really need to know, go on the internet and check it out. It's all over the internet. Anyway, um, I will definitely have an episode ready for you next week. So you can tune in next week. Until then, until the new episodes of Grey's Anatomy air... It's going to be a little sporadic on what we're doing, so I haven't picked a topic for next week. So hopefully if I get enough um, listener interaction and so we'll be able to fill it with your feedback. Otherwise, I will pick another one of my favorite episodes and talk about it. Um, So it'll probably be the episode Shake Your Groove thing because I love that episode too. I think drunkenness and Grey's Anatomy is hilarious. Especially because Meredith's a stinking tank and she can take more alcohol than any of them. Or even all of them put together. Um, so go on ahead and send in your commentary about that as well. So I've given you the email and the blog and I'm hoping with all my heart that you send in your feedback to make this show absolutely wonderful. 
So tune in next week, and hopefully you will be able to hear your um, emails and your audio comments on the show. So have a great week, everybody. Bye.